What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. So, it has been a very, very, very eventful week, to say the very least. A very, very eventful week. There have been stories about ESPN, about the firings. We've had various people come out like Stephen A. Smith, who came to defend the show. And that's something we're going to begin a little bit. We're going to, we're going to begin to a little bit later. We had people like Rob Parker go after LeBron James after his cringy speech at the ESPYs. And then in the midst of all of that, we've had a plethora of creators and people that come to our channel to essentially declare war on little old me. Charles Tabansi from Dreamers Pro. I have turned into public enemy number one for some of these LeBron supporters. As you guys may be aware by now, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. I think Kobe Bryant is one of the three greatest players of all time. And by the way, Whenever I say this, that I think Kobe Bryant is one of the three greatest players of all time, the only group of fans that take issue with that are LeBron fans. That's the only group of fans that take issue with me saying uh, Kobe Bryant is one of the top three players without even mentioning LeBron's name. Now, I personally have Michael Jordan as the greatest player of all time, a point that I've reiterated a gazillion times. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the second greatest player of all time, a point I've reiterated a gazillion times. And I think Kobe Bryant is the third greatest player of all time. And I'm willing to argue that point with anyone. Now, as this big LeBron James hater, I have LeBron James as the fourth greatest player in NBA history. As the fourth greatest player in NBA history. And I still get called one of the biggest LeBron James haters. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason I get called a huge LeBron James hater is because I refuse to twerk it up for him. It's because I go with guys like Nick Wright, like Shannon Sharp in the past, when they go out there on television and spew all kind of nonsense all over the television screen. Now, little old me here at Dreamers Pro, we're not on TV, we're not on ESPN, we're not on any major platform, just YouTube and, of course, Spotify or iTunes if you're listening to this. I've turned into some threat to these guys. It has actually gotten to the point now. You have these folks that stalk our channel, literally stalk our channel 
on a daily basis. They stalk our channel. They monitor all of the videos that we produce. And they literally count. Yes, they count how many LeBron James videos we produce. Do you know the reason why they do this? Let me hip y'all up to some game for the people that don't know. The reason they do that is because in their minds, they believe that the only way, the only way for you to get views on your channel is if you discuss LeBron James. This is what these people actually believe. This is what these people actually believe in their heads. So whenever they see people like us producing content and they see that we're growing, last month we had the best month in the history of our channel. We had 5.2 million views last month. We produced about 90 videos in total. And of those 90 videos, about nine to 10 of those videos were LeBron James related videos, about nine to 10, nine to 10. And these jokers took it upon themselves to say, you see, you see, you're getting views off of LeBron. It amounted to about 300 and something thousand views. How much money do y'all think that actually made? How much money do you really think that it made? This month, and I'm not boasting, I'm doing this to prove a point. This month, we're even off to a better start than last month. We already got 3.6 million views in 14 days. And some of those videos have been about LeBron. So to the people that feel like, oh, listen, you need LeBron to get views on your platform. You're using LeBron for views because that's the way to views then how come you, whenever you use LeBron in your videos, they don't do bleep? I thought y'all said that the only way to get views on YouTube is to use LeBron. So how come when you bum-ass creators use LeBron in your titles, you never get any views? Help me understand. If what you're saying is true, then in theory... All you need to do is go out there and start producing LeBron James videos and your channel will grow. So let me ask you guys to say this. Why aren't your platforms growing? I'll give you the answer. It's because you're trash. That's the simple answer. I just saved you guys like maybe two days of thinking because that's how long it takes for people to process information. Your channel isn't growing. Your content isn't hitting because you're trash. What did Jay-Z said? Because you're lame. You're a lame-o. I should be calling y'all Lambos. You're lame. That is why. Y'all always trying to look for a way and be like, yo, this is not the reason. It's always some, it's always some sneaky thing. It's not that you actually got to work hard. Nah, nah, that ain't it. That, that ain't, that ain't it. That can't be. Hard work cannot be the reason. That just can't be the reason. There got to be some trick. It's a trick to it. They're using LeBron to get views. They're using LeBron. I've issued public challenges to these guys. 
we have 2300 plus videos on our on our on our on our on our, on our channel 2300 plus videos we have 61 million views i've asked these jokers to produce 100 videos they got at least 100,000 views with lebron james name in the title they cannot do it they can't do it i said a hundred for someone that is quote-unquote built their platform on lebron james you should be able to produce at least 500 videos of lebron that got at least seventy-five thousand views 500 which is still not a quarter of the videos we produce on this channel that's not even a quarter of the videos we got 61 million views. If you produced or showed us a hundred videos, they got a hundred thousand views, that would amount to 10 million views. You dudes are bozos and dweebs. It has gotten to the point with these people. You see, because they can't beat me with reason. That, that, that's, that's, that's never going to happen because they reason with their emotions. You can never beat someone in an argument when you reason with your emotions. Since they can't beat me with reason, they then resort to insults. Insults. They then start taking personal shots at you. They start talking about your heritage and your background. These are the slime balls that we call LeBron James fans. One of the most disgusting fan groups, fan bases in all of sports. Because they don't like the opinions that you have about their favorite player. And they really can't debate you on the facts. They resort to insults. Pull up the video where you ever heard me. Talking about a person's heritage. Talking about their background. Talking about where they live. Pull up the video. And I'll pull up the video of one of you guys, broke-ass creators, doing that about me. Making fun, about, making fun of Nigerians. And he's broke. He's broke. He's there hollering about $2,000. And you're, you feel like you're saying something. This has become these people's leader. I've now become one of their enemies. I've even discovered that these people go and strike people's pages. Y'all are lame. You guys are lame. And you guys are tyrants. So you're telling me if somebody has an unfavorable view about LeBron, you're going to go strike their page. What is this? What, I mean, what do we say about people like this? So basically, you're trying to su suppress freedom of speech, freedom of press. You're only allowed to say what we think you should say. Well, you only say negative things about LeBron. Who told you I have to say only nice things? Nick Wright only says negative things about Jordan. He only says negative things about Kobe Bryant. Why don't you go run to him and ask him that question before you run to me? This is what I'm trying to understand. I've become these guys. Number one enemy. And they're trash. So they can't really create good content to actually build a platform because they're not talented enough to do that they don't have the work ethic 
And even if they have the work ethic, they don't have the sense to do it. So they resort to, they resort to insults. They resort to insults. They resort to insults. And I'm turning into one of the biggest nightmares for these guys. Because you see, one of them said a while ago, he said, you're not really a threat. That's what they said. They say, you're not really a threat. I was like, what does he mean by this? You're not really a threat. He said, you only get about 20 to 30,000 views per video. Now, what did he mean by that? What he was saying was he believes my message isn't widespread enough to actually change people's opinions. That's what he was saying. So essentially what he was saying was, you're not a threat to our narrative. That's what he meant. But now when they start looking up and they see you get 150,000 views in a day, 85,000 views in a day, 96,000 views in a day, 300,000 views, 400,000 views, 500,000 views, 700,000 views, you now become a problem. You now become a problem. I have LeBron as the fourth greatest player in NBA history. I have no personal issue with LeBron apart from his antics here and there. But I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. LeBron James fans make you hate LeBron. Nick Wright just exhibited this behavior about two days ago on First Things First when he held up some stupid graphic of LeBron's stats and, and Karl Malone's MVP stats and basically saying that the two of them have the same impact. There is Nick Wright propping up LeBron while bringing down another player. But these bozos have the, 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 the chutzpah. Y'all ain't gonna know what that word is because y'all don't read. And they have the chutzpah to then come to me and tell me I hate on LeBron? One of their leaders. Oh, you need to give LeBron back your money. His money for the videos he did for you. You need to give him back. How about you give me back my money for all of the videos you didn't talked about me since you swinging from my you know what? Hmm? My peanuts. Since you swinging for my peanuts every week, why don't you send me a check? Hmm? Suzette? Why don't you send me a check, Suzette? Big ball and Suzette. Hmm? Since you a baller. You a baller, Suzette. Nobody's ever seen your face, but you're a baller. You don't even have the courage to record a show with your face. Because you're afraid we're going to see you recording in your dusty-ass bathroom. Talking about, oh, he's broke. You don't know what you're talking about. It's just that I'm not somebody that likes to brag. That's what bozos do. That's what bozos do. I don't do that. That's feminine-like. I'm not going to be peacocking up here for you. That's what bozos do. Dudes don't be, we, we don't be on that time. We don't be on that type of time. And now I've become a threat because I have a different opinion than them. Then they're Nick Wrights and they're Shannon Sharps and they're Kendrick Perkins and all of these boys. Now all of a sudden I'm their enemy. But I'm not going to change my opinion. Not for you jokers. I still believe LeBron is one of the four greatest players of all time. And I still feel the way about LeBron that I do. And I still feel the way about you people. There's some LeBron fans that are civilized that I read some of their comments. They can disagree with you in a respectful way. 
And then you have the knuckleheads. Counter your another LeBron. What that mean? What that mean? What that mean? What does that mean? ESPN produces videos every single day about LeBron. Why don't you message them? The reason you won't message them, message them is because they're saying nice things about LeBron, which is pretty much all you want to hear. You people, you, you, you people are like tyrants. You're just trying to run around suppressing people's. That's not even American. Who are you people? Telling people that why do they say what? Because it's their platform. You go build your own, put LeBron in every single title, and let's see how long you're going to get to 100,000 subs with your bum ass. You're a bum on YouTube. You're a bum in reality. Both places. Post your LinkedIn. Let's see what you do in reality. Let's see. What do you do in reality? Post your LinkedIn. Let's see it. I know you saw the comment. And you removed my comment when I told you how much we made last month. You didn't, you didn't comment on that, huh? But you want to show a background of when I was visiting a family during COVID shooting videos number one number two let me address this last point before we move to the next segment you see it's only people that have never built anything successful in their life they can try to make light of a person going through the grind this is a broke this is a broke bozo he's broke he's broke i guarantee you that he's broke he's broke in any metric he's broke you see people Going after their dreams, going through the process, willing to bet on themselves, willing to go through the grind and come up, and you're laughing at that, which means you've never created anything. You've never created anything, a business, nothing to point to. Because most people that build businesses, they go through the grind. We can show you pictures of so many successful people that have built successful companies that go through the grind. What have you built? What have you built in your life? Say it. What have you built? You're talking about, we can't even see your face. YouTube respects people that have good content that don't go around insulting people and are given a fair opinion. They're not going to suppress you like that. Contrary to what you people believe or what you're praying for. Y'all are the people Biggie was talking about praying for somebody's downfall. And then guess what the irony is? Guess what the irony in all of this is? Some of these people will call themselves pro-blacks. That's the irony. They will call themselves pro-blacks. I hate to see when black men go against other black men like as if I'm a purple man. I'm the green man. So I just felt it was important to address the bozos in the background. That's all. I just felt like, okay, hey, you know what? Saturday special. Let me roll some of these cats. Let's move on to the next segment. So as you guys know, ESPN recently laid off 20 on-air personalities. 20 on-air personalities. Some big names like Stephen A. Smith. I mean, not Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Jalen Rose. Max Kellerman. Jeff Van Gundy, Keyshawn Johnson, just to list a few. I even heard reports that Vince Carter is one of the folks that they want to get rid of. So they got rid of some pretty high-profile names. Pretty, pretty high-profile names. 
And while all of that was happening, there were people out there actually saying that, listen, ESPN is on a serious decline. People like Clay Travis and others were actually out there saying this. And they were talking about how they're losing subscriptions, subscribers, how Disney's business is having some challenges, and then also uh, some other things that they discussed. So Stephen A. Smith, uh, who was on vacation, came off a of vacation to address all of the chatter surrounding his place of employment, which is ESPN. And he's been there for God knows how long, at least 10 years. And he was basically calling people out by name, by name. And one of those people he went after was Dan Lebetard, who used to be a former colleague of Stephen A. Smith, who used to also work at ESPN. And he absolutely went off on Dan Lebetard for talking spicy about ESPN. So what we want to do is we want to play what Stephen A. Smith had to say about Dan Lebetard, and then we're going to continue on with the show. Take a, just take a listen uh, to what Stephen A. Smith had to say about Dan Lebetard. Take a listen to that. See, I got this 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 little agitation that swells up inside of me when I see people. Talking about the network, particularly people who used to work there. Because if you notice something about me, I will come to my own defense all day, every day. You come at me, I'll come right back at you at my discretion. But what I won't do is constantly lament an employer that was once good enough for me to take money from. That's BS. It really, really is. I'm listening to Dan Levitar, and I guess that it was some, 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 some show from the other day because obviously it was in the aftermath of the layoffs and, and, and you know, a sad, sad day. The, 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 the worst day in the history of ESPN and all of this stuff because of the layoffs. Of course, it was a bad day. Of course, that's not something you celebrate. Of course, you take no joy in folks losing their jobs. I know that. And as I will, I will remind this audience. As sad as I am and as wishful as I am that every single one of those folks land on their feet and ultimately recapture a prosperous career that they had at ESPN, that they do it somewhere else. I will remind everybody they're casualties of a layoff. Because ESPN lost $5.5 billion. The parks and the theaters, not the situation in Florida with Governor DeSantis and the don't say gay policy or so what was labeled that. That ain't the reason. Contrary to what y'all want to believe. See, y'all talking emotion. I have facts. That is not true. Parks, movie theaters and sporting events di disappearing. It's a lot of money to make up for. That's what happened. But y'all talk about, oh my Lord, I'm looking at uh, Elamine Hassan. Hassan, rather, I'm sorry. Sorry to mess up your name, Elamine. You know that. Got love and respect for you. He on the Dan Levitard show. And he's talking too. And I'm looking at Dan Levitard and I'm still disgusted. Still disgusted, even though Dan Levitard is my friend. And I love him. But I'm still disgusted about how he came at me with that question on his damn show. You and I, I hate what you and Skip Bayless have done to sports like his ass has been doing accounting. 
Did you have Holly questionable? Was our daddy on the show with us? That was you. You. By the way, I love Mr. Levitard. Papa De Levitard. No shade on him either. Please don't take this that way. That's not what I mean by that. I'm talking about your comfort. You was on the show just looking at your father's saying hi and giving him a hug and a kiss. You were debating. That's what you were doing. It amazes me how somebody like a Dan Levitar will sit up there and lament the state of affairs in an industry you are participating in. You sitting on the air, I don't know how long ago it was, with Jamel Hill talking about how, you know what? You know, you, you, you know, it, it, it's a great, great thing you left. Really? Okay. Probably is. Cause I know you're gifted at what you do and you're a great person. You know, I love you, but I'm getting on Dan Levitard about this a little bit. Why is ESPN always a topic of discussion like this? And why are folks coming off like we're losing? Subscribers have diminished. We're in 72 million homes now, not the 90 plus million or even a hundred million that we were years ago. Do you have any idea? So you heard his comments. He didn't hold back whatsoever. He made his comments crystal clear, but he didn't stop there. <laughs> you see, Stephen A. Smith, I believe, feels like he's being attacked because I heard him produce a show where I guess someone, this was after they were fired, the firings came out, I guess someone said, well, if they're firing all of these people, why didn't they fire Stephen A. Smith? Why did they leave him behind? And he caught a whiff of the individual that actually said that and he went on a tirade about that very thing saying what do you mean how dare you joker say I should get fired so in a second segment that he produced from that show he actually took the time to address the people now that feel that ESPN is on the decline because as, as you guys know they were losing about two to three, 2.5 to 3 million subscribers per annum. They would subscribe to their television show. I mean, subscribe to ESPN. And of course, their parks, Disney's parks were losing money. And Stephen A. Smith took it upon himself to basically list all of the companies that ESPN is doing better than. In addition to that, he made a public declaration of war against all of these companies that feel like they're going to take the number one spot from ESPN. So what we want to do is want to quickly play some of his comments here and then we'll come back and continue on with the show. But the facts alter or at least give me cause to pause for a second. Let me give you some of these numbers, y'all. Because naturally being at ESPN, I can simply call up stats and numbers. Do y'all care to hear any of them? I mean, does it matter to y'all? Does it matter to any of y'all? <sighs> ESPN Digital remained number one in sports category with 103.5 million unique visitors. ESPN Digital achieved its best May ever by unique visitors, surpassing its next competitor by a record-breaking margin of 39.8 million. The runner-up would be Yahoo Sports, who's pretty damn good, by the way. 
CBS is behind that. Bleacher Report is behind that. Sports Illustrated is behind that. Minute Media, the Players Tribune is behind that. STN Video is behind that. USA Today Sports Media Group is behind that. Whistle Network is behind that. Major League Baseball is behind that. What y'all talking to us like we losing for? And I say we because that's my day job. What y'all think y'all doing? I'm just tired of listening to folks bantering back and forth and acting like, listen, it's hard times, it's hard times, it's hard times. I mean, what has happened to the worldwide leader? What has happened to ESPN? Business has happened. May 13, May, I'm sorry, of 2003, ESPN laid off 400 staffers. Where were y'all then? Oh, you were employed by ESPN. November 2015, ESPN laid off 300 staffers. Where were you then? Oh, you were employed by ESPN. April 2017, 100 on-air talent was laid off. What was the number the other day, fellas? 20. 100 were laid off in 2017. 100. November 2017, 150 staffers. Six months later, 150 staffers laid off. November 2020, 300 staffers laid off. Let me do my math here. 800, 1,100. 1,250 folks have been laid off by ESPN since May of 2013. No one was surprised. Because when you're represented by a company like Disney and you have stockholders and shareholders to answer to, and you have budgets that you have to meet, and the mandate is that you lost $5.5 billion This is what comes with it. So you have to make sure you transition yourself into being a liability or an asset. You have to make a distinction between the two because just coming to work every day and doing your job, no matter how great you are. Folks are going to look at the numbers. That's why I came on the end. I told you I could be next. What I meant by that is if my ratings drop, I could be next. If my subscribers wasn't growing by the thousands each day, would I have this podcast? When you see people successful, why do we deem them successful? Because they generate revenue, not lose it. What do you think going to happen to Dan Levitard's podcast if he ain't generating any numbers? What if Dan Levitard walked in tomorrow and said, I can't pay y'all. I'm not making any money. We're losing money. Because we got stockholders and shareholders to answer to. Is he going to be the devil? Y'all are something else. Y'all are something else. So you heard what he had to say there. Listen, Stephen A. Smith is not playing with you guys. And he's that serious. Now, to me, you can talk as tough as you want, but that's really irrelevant. 
it doesn't matter what you're saying. It matters what it, what matters is what's actually taking place out there. This morning, I read an article from Front Office Sports, and it's essentially saying uh, Disney's Bob Iger says that he's open to selling majority assets, uh, asset stake in ESPN. That's what they said. The article then went on to say, armed with a fresh extension through 2026, Iger told CNBC on Thursday he is open to a wide range of large-scale shifts at e- at Disney, including selling a part of ESPN to a strategic partner, shedding or spinning off linear TV networks such as ABC and FX, purchasing the remaining Hulu equity, uh, equity it doesn't already own, and even pulling back on its movie production efforts. The company's in the midst of shedding 7,000 jobs, about 3% of its total of his global workforce in a bid to reduce 5.5 billion in costs. A move highlighted by another round of cuts at ESPN. That's what Bob Iger had to say. So we can all talk the big talk, but that 5.5 billion needs to be addressed. And I'm sure they need to have some type of benchmark per annum. I don't know if they I don't know if they need to knock off a billion dollars every year. I don't know if they need to knock off a hundred or eight hundred million dollars every year. But before they make a penny, they need to knock off that debt. That ain't no small thing to do. So I respect Stephen A. Smith's confidence, confidence in his fervor within in, within his of his abilities and the abilities of his company. But there's also the realities of it all. There's also the reality that people are turned off by a lot of the things that ESPN says and does by the people like the Malika Andrews and others. These are real things that cannot be overlooked nor ignored. We can't stick our head in the sands and act like the, in, the, in the sand and act like those things those exi- don't exist. So basically, uh, those are my thoughts on that segment. Uh, uh, once again, let us know what you think about that. And let's move on to the final segment here today. So I want to finish off with this topic here. It did pretty well on the channel. So I said I might as well reiterate the point again. As you guys know, Rob Parker works at FS1 Fox Sports 1. And Rob Parker is one of the very few people, one of the very few people that actually says what a lot of people won't say about LeBron. Now, he's come up with some pretty funny names. He calls him the Fafo, final failure, finals failure of all time. It's hilarious. I think the funnier, the funniest one he ever came up with is the Masot. I mean, that one is just funny. That's the one he made of uh Kevin Durant, the most sensitive of all time, the Masot. So that's Rob Parker, right? That's Rob Parker. Um, usually, whenever he used to make a guest appearance on Undisputed, he always made it his business uh, to poke fun at uh to poke fun at LeBron. So recently, LeBron attended the ESPYS, and he accepted the award for most what is it most greatest sports achievement or whatever it is, most record breaking sports, some 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 something whatever. So he accepted the award. So LeBron goes up there in typical cringy self, goes up there, starts talking about himself, basically telling the audience, you guys will be lucky to have me again. And, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And apparently he crowned himself. I didn't even see that part. Some people said at the end of his speech, he crowned himself. Good Lord. So apparently the odd couple featuring Rob Parker caught a whiff of what LeBron had to say. And man, let me tell you guys something. When Rob Parker was able to get hold of a microphone, 
he absolutely went off on LeBron James. So what we want to do is want to play exactly some of the comments that Rob Parker had to make about LeBron. And we'll continue on with the show. Take a listen to that. This is the reason why people don't, it's hard for people to embrace LeBron James. I'm just going to mm. say it. Everything is contrived. Everything is uh, rehearsed. Everything is phony. And, and, and so it doesn't feel right. Like this like contrived uh, conversation last night, like he was announcing he wasn't retiring. Who thought he was retiring, Jr. Nobody, nobody thought he was retiring. Nope, nope. nobody. No, and, nobody and, and, thought he would retire. And and this is the point. When he did it after they got swept, uh, first by Denver when mm -hmm. it, when they got swept in the Western Conference Finals, the way he was able to uh uh def deflect getting swept in the Western Conference Finals was to say and throw out a hint that he might be retiring. That was right. a, which was never uh, real. That was, I don't want everybody to talk about me getting swept. I don't want anybody to talk about uh, uh, the, the, the Nuggets. So if I put this phony story out that I might retire, that's where the conversation went. And the next day, of course, that was the conversation. Then ESPN has like uh, yesterday, and credit to Dan Patrick, who ripped ESPN for this, like it was breaking news. LeBron's not retiring. Really? The only breaking news that would be real is if LeBron announced he was retiring. Not that he's not retiring. That's not breaking news. Breaking news is stop the world. LeBron is calling it quits. Not that he's going to continue to play. How is that breaking news, JR? So you heard Rob's comments. He didn't hold back. He didn't hold back. Even Colin Cowherd, who I recently saw a TikTok video with him, Maverick Carter, and LeBron James somewhere. Looked like Central Pay or wherever it was. They were talking. Colin Cowherd even said that was extremely cringy. Extremely cringy to go out there and say something like that. Now, I've read some comments on the videos we produce, and some people say, what, what's wrong with him saying that? No, there's nothing wrong with him saying that. Then what's wrong with people reacting to it? If LeBron has said something like that, and you feel he has a right to say it, then I think people have the right to feel how they want to feel about it and express their views. Or are you saying that they can't express their views, again, if they don't agree with LeBron? This is what they do. They sit up there, twerk it up all over the place, and try to choke you into believing what they believe. There are a lot of people that, that are not feeling that. There are a lot of people that don't like the fact of you calling yourself the greatest player ever. Some people are not feeling that. Some NBA greats are not feeling that. Especially when they know you're not. They're saying it doesn't show any class. All of those billions, you got to have class to go with it. You got to have some self-awareness. And that's what Rob Parker was talking about. And I and many other people 100% concurred with him. I think he made some excellent points. But then again, LeBron fans are going to hate this. But hey, they're still going to watch the show uh, anyway. So to, to listen to the full show, uh, make sure you go to Spotify and iTunes uh, to look for today's show. And once again, thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys later.